This is the Front Page Podcast from the Red and Black. I'm Alex Antia, bringing you our March 17th Paper Edition episode. This week we'll be speaking with Sports Desk Editor Stuart Steele about the firing of former UGA basketball coach Tom Crean and hiring his replacement, Mike White. Then, News Desk Assistant and Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Chair, Dania Kalaji will discuss her article on UGA's first spring break since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Support for this podcast is provided by the Cox Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership. For more information, visit grady.uga.edu slash coxinstitute. Hi, Stuart. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious, um, what happened? Why was Tom Crean fired? Well, UGA basketball this season had literally the worst record they've ever had as a as a team, six and twenty-six. Uh one win in SEC competition against Alabama. Uh and just all around was not a good look for the the program and they haven't made uh the tournament, either even the NIT under Crean, so uh, it was just getting to a point where the lack of success wasn't matching his pedigree and his salary, and they decided to move on. Yeah. Um, in what ways does the new coach, Mike White's background and track record, differ from Crean's when he was hired? That is a very interesting question because Crean's uh, kind of background coming in looked very promising, and I, I don't think Mike White's is really much better he's made one deeper run than Crean ever made into the NCAA tournament I believe but I mean generally I'd say he's probably a less successful coach than Crean was when he was hired yeah um when I was covering the press conference when White was introduced the thing that surprised me the most was how quickly White was contacted and hired for the job UGA reached out to him on Sunday and by the end of the day his family made the decision to move to Athens in your experience covering sports, is this normal? How long does the process of hiring new coaches normally take? And why was UGA so quick to hire him when his track record wasn't as good going in? Well, so I'll answer that last part of your question first. The reason that Georgia basketball needed to hire someone pretty much as soon as possible was recruiting for the future. Um that kind of ramps up as soon as the season is over. And I believe signing day is probably in April or early signing day. And then it gets finalized in May. So the longer you wait after the season ends into March or April, if, if you were like still searching for a coach that could really impact your ability to find recruits and get new players in. And that's kind of like the whole game in college sports. So I think that was the reason it was kind of like expediated. Um, but no, normally I think it depends on the sport and depends on the situation, but it seemed like, I think you, you wrote that he was, um, basically contacted the same day that he was eventually hired. And that's not normal. Normally you would kind of vet a lot of candidates and they may have done this behind the scenes and decided that this was their guy. But if they hadn't talked to him previously, it's a bit strange to just reach out and kind of hammer out a deal the day of. I heard from other members of the sports desk during previous interviews that it's difficult to get directly in touch of members of UGA sports teams. Um, so I'm wondering, was Crean able to publicly comment on his firing? And if he did, would his statements have been considered newsworthy? 
Yes. I think if we had a Korean statement, it would have been in the story for sure. Um, I'm not clear on the reasons that he couldn't. It could be something contractual, um, but there just wasn't any statement from Crean. And I'm assuming it's something to do with a clause in his contract or something where he would maybe not end up with that money if he said a statement. That's not based on anything. I'm not reporting that, but it's just kind of the feel I got based on the fact that normally you would kind of have a farewell thing. And all we got was something from the athletic director and... Um, that would normally accompany a statement from the coach as well, kind of thanking the fans or the Georgia program as a whole as he went out the door. Yeah, this whole situation just strikes me as very sudden. Um, would the suddenness of this have anything to do with the altercation that happened during halftime at one of the games this season? Um, were there multiple compounding factors? Um, can you speak to any of this? I mean... So I don't think that helped Crean's case at all. Obviously, UGA Athletics like disputed kind of the reporting on that from other outlets, but it was kind of Crean was on track to be fired regardless, just based on on-court performance and just a lot of players transferring out the year before. Nine of the 13 players on the roster transferred out um, leading into this past season. And then they went six and 26. So I think... It was compounding factors, but I really don't know if the altercation was necessarily the the lead reason. I, I certainly don't think it helped, but I think it was going to happen regardless. And I think that was kind of common knowledge for months among like Georgia fans, I think. What does White's hiring mean for the Bulldogs moving forward, and what will it take to prepare for the next season? Well, I think the goal of the hiring is stability is a big thing. I mean, his Florida programs were fairly consistent. They made the tournament, I believe four times and a fifth, but it was like, it got canceled. That was the COVID year. Um, but I think they just want a steadier hand than maybe Crean was particular, particularly towards the end of his run. Um, and I think it's going to come down to whether he can recruit the state of Georgia, which has been a major struggle for, Georgia, ironically, I mean, usually your own backyard is kind of your bread and butter as a recruiting school, like for football, as an example, they do great in the state of Georgia and people want to come play for Georgia, but, um, basketball has never been a desirable program. They call it a blue bud program. It's, it's a kind of a traditionally successful basketball program, like Indiana where Crean was before. Um, and Georgia's kind of been trying to almost artificially create that which is very hard to do if you don't have the history of a program like that um so i think this move is kind of just understanding that they need to get some stability before they can really become a national power and whether or not you think that's a good call is kind of up to you but i think that's the thought process from the athletic program Next, Dania Kalaji will join us to discuss her article, Spring Breakers, UGA Students Celebrate First Spring Break Since the Pandemic Began. Hi, Dania. Thank you so much for joining us on the studio today. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, what makes this spring break different from those of past years? Right. So this spring break was 
the first formal spring break for all UGA students um, following the COVID-19 pandemic. So uh, this is just very special for a lot of people. Finally being out of quarantine, actually getting to travel around, whether it be internationally or, you know, doing community service um, in another country or just, you know, traveling around in the United States. I think it's just, um, it marks something very special for UGA students, especially because spring break is such a nice break from your midterms and classes, time to unwind and relax. So this was just a way to get away from that chaos. Yeah, one thing that struck me about the article was just how diverse the backgrounds of the people you were talking to were. How did you get in touch with students from so many different walks of life? Right, so something that I like to do with you know a lot of my stories, especially um, in terms of diverse sourcing, um, is reaching out to different student organizations, um, whether that be like the Muslim Student Organization, Um, Or even just people who are like in the Wesley Foundation, knowing that they do, you know, really good community work. Um, So honestly, for this story, I had just sent out a message and a ton of different group me's that kind of spanned all over UGA, different orgs, um, different, you know, topics and group me's. Like there was even like free food at UGA group me that I had posted in. Um, Just ones that I knew would get a lot of attention. And um you know, a lot of people were just like really liking this concept of telling what their spring break was like, especially because all these people did such completely different things. So whether it was like staying in Athens or, you know, going to do community service or even this one student went to Pakistan, like the range was just really cool. And I think it was interesting to hear from them, like what they were able to do over spring break. Yeah. Um, were there any spring break plans you learned about that surprised you? Yes. So uh, the student that actually I just mentioned, his name is Ahmed. He went to Karachi, Pakistan. Um, And when I heard that, you know, that's like the most international I've heard someone go for spring break in a while. Um, So I thought what was really cool about his aspect is that he just loved the food. Like the cuisine was just the main thing that he remembered that he took away from this spring break. So it was really cool hearing from him what his experience was like. And even the photo that he has um, from his trip is really cool. Yeah, that was a really neat thing to read about. Yes. Um, why is having a week off during the semester significant to the students you spoke to? So, you know, especially talking to, I mean, all of these students, UGA students in general, um, this week, like I said, is just of such a nice break from the chaos that is classes, that is extracurriculars, and, you know, even jobs. So talking to these students, it was just really interesting to see that, you know, even though some of them were really relaxing and just taking time to themselves, a lot of them dedicated their own personal time to community service, you know, and if that's a passion they have, I think that's really great that they took that week-long break to, you know, do those initiatives. Um, but especially with this group of students, um, one of them that stuck out to me was, um, his name is Muhammad, and he's a graduate student studying molecular medicine and immunology. And this is, he's an international student, so this is his first spring break in Athens. And he stayed here, you know, in the lab working on his studies, also just like really grinding for the midterms that follow after spring break um so you know 
Spring Break is great, but for some people, it's not all just relaxation, fun, and games. They're still, you know, focusing on their studies. This has been The Front Page. The Front Page is a production of the Red and Black Publishing Company. You can find the stories discussed in this episode in the paper edition or on our website at redandblack.com. Make sure to download our app, keep up with us on social media, and check out our new health podcast, The Athens Frontline, hosted by health editor Simran Kaur Maholtra. We hope to see you next week.